What's one of the differences out of many between a baby and an adult? One of those differences is that a baby is not responsible for anything, we would say, and an adult can be responsible for many things. So then we can ask, what does it mean to be responsible for something? And a definition we could give is that to be responsible for something means that we have taken it upon ourselves to address some kind of issue that needs addressing. So, for example, if the, the roof is leaking and we take responsibility for it, we say, I, myself, shall do everything needed, whether it means asking others for help or doing it myself to fix this leak uh, uh, in the roof or on the roof, in the roof, however you say it. If we don't take responsibility, we say somebody else has to fix it. Yeah, I admit it's a problem, but somebody else fix it or we can deny it's a problem. Uh, but either way, it's, it's, it's not my business. If we take responsibility for cleaning up the mess that we leave in the kitchen, that means that I it's on me to clean up the mess. Whether it takes five minutes or 50 minutes, I have to do it. If it's not my responsibility, you have to do it or nobody has to do it, but definitely not me. So I'd say that a baby has natural responsibilities, biologically speaking, as in crying when, uh, when I'm hungry, when, I, when I'm thirsty, when I'm too warm or too cold, stuff like that. But no, obviously, conscientious acquired responsibilities, but the process of growing up, one of the, the aspects here to consider is that uh, we take on responsibility and we say it's my responsibility to um, maybe take care of my health. It's my responsibility to earn a livelihood. It's my responsibility to find a roof over my head, whether it's a mansion or a bridge or anything in between or beyond or beneath. It's my responsibility. It's on me. So that's obvious. But a, a thing we can think about is that if we want to keep growing and progressing, we might want to consider every day, or not necessarily every day, but every so often taking on a new responsibility. Why? Because a responsibility presumably demands something from us. And us being demanded something from necessitates work from us, and it necessitates labor, and it necessitates discipline, and it necessitates various attributes uh, and qualities of ourselves that would then need to be developed. And that's presumably a good thing if we're interested in growing and developing and moving forward. So um, the obvious examples would be something big, such as, for example, I take responsibility for uh, the, uh, uh, the, the poverty rate of my community. That's a big responsibility. So now I have to, every weekend, uh, be going out and distributing care packages, distributing food, running food kitchens, collecting money, all that. That's a huge responsibility. That's big. That's not for, for most of us to do. Maybe if we have the, the time and money for that, but that's a big deal. I take responsibility. I'm going to adopt a kid from an impoverished uh, country. That's a big responsibility. That would be phenomenal, but it's obviously also not, not for most of us. I take responsibility for, uh, as every uh, teenager, for the peace of the world. So I'm going to walk around with a, with a, a peace uh, banners. All right, so that's an example, actually, of... Um, we have to be careful to not take on pseudo-responsibility, meaning there's a difference between real responsibility, which demands something from us. It demands sacrifice. It demands discipline. It demands commitment, consistency. It demands something from us. And pseudo-responsibility, which doesn't demand anything from us, but serves as a, a, a means to divert attention from ourself and our lack of responsibility. So, for example, like the teenagers that every so often start screaming, peace, and you ask them, but what are you doing to make the world a better place? Are you donating to or, or feeding the hungry and clothing the poor? Are you working on yourself, on your personality, on your character? Have you stopped lying and cheating and stealing and all of that? Obviously, not for everybody, obviously, but frequently the answer might be no. 
right? And yet I'm here taking responsibility for the peace of the world with the, my banners, you know, world peace, world peace. So that would be an example of pseudo responsibility, which, which we want to avoid. We only want to take out real responsibilities. But anyhow, what are responsibilities that are practical for m- many more people? We understand that it could be a real responsibility to take responsibility for the poverty of the community, but that's too big of a deal for most of us. What about what we all can do or most of us can do? We would say that is taking responsibility for various uh, imperfections concerning our own self, meaning the usual default modus operandi of every person is to deflect responsibility. It's natural. It's not a conscious thing. We don't, we're not sitting here thinking, okay, let me deflect responsibility. It's a purely natural, uh, unconscious, we would say, kind of process, meaning we have a shield naturally that that uh, uh, bounces off each and every potential uh, assault on ourself, on our mind, on our personality, on our character, and all of that. Meaning, we have any kind of uh, suggestion that maybe I'm not such a great person. Instantly, we find another person to project that onto. It's a classic kind of d- d- device, right? So we find maybe our mom, our dad, our brother, our sister, our friend, our family member, somebody in the media, somebody in the public. We say, that's a really awful person. When we had that criticism initially, a little kernel of it, we thought maybe it's directed at us. We feel guilty about something, so we immediately find somebody else to blame and find somebody to call evilness incarnate. We f- feel that we have some kind of defect of our personality, some kind of <coughs> defect, excuse me, of our character. We do the same thing. So we have this uh, this shield up and every single thing bounces off. We find amazingly that the things that the criticisms that people direct at others in the unconscious state, obviously there's seasoned, say, educators that that, that really care about the, the children they're educating, they're criticizing them for their own good. But we're talking about in our natural animalistic state, the criticisms that people direct at other people are entirely and totally appropriate to their own self, word for word, meaning a person, for example, steal something and immediately the, the appropriate thing to say is I'm a thief. I'm kind of a, a little bit scummy at least until I return the, the things. So word for word, a person then finds another person to call a thief and, and maybe on, now on the internet, it's very easy to do. That person is a thief. That person is a, is, is a bad person. And they once caught, um, or they once, uh, there's a person in a, in a community that was uh, accused of, of doing or, or sus- the, was under the suspicion of doing very inappropriate things. So people set up cameras and uh, and recorded him doing these things w- w- with the proof. And then they came to this person uh, who was a, a fairly respected member of the community and said, listen, we caught somebody doing X, Y, Z things. What do you suggest we, we do to this person? So the person said, oh my goodness, this this is a horrible, horrible individual. I cannot believe it. We have to we have to almost execute them potentially or do horrible things to them, yada, yada. And of course, later they said, oh, this person is you. We have the tapes. That's, that's exactly what we do. Exactly word for word what would be appropriate for us. We find another target and deflect it at them, at him, her, that group, this group, and, and so forth and so on. So here, to take responsibility would be to each and every day find another aspect like this. And instead of projecting it outward, taking responsibility and saying, it's up to me to correct myself. It does not mean that I purposely, conscientiously created a given problem for myself. It does not mean that I chose to, to be greedy or to be violent or to be uh, scummy or, or a thief or something like that for its own sake. In fact, that's impossible. We only do things for good reasons because we think it's a, it'll be a, an opportunity to, to express ourselves, 
to, to feel power, to feel pleasure, to feel greater self-esteem, to protect our pride and so forth and so on. So we don't have to worry. We didn't do it because we meant bad, but nonetheless, we did it. So here we would take that responsibility. Every day we'd find a new thing. It's not because, it might have been because, we'll say that. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, keep it easy on ourselves. We'll say that it might have, we, we may have some kind of issue because our parents were not perfect and they didn't raise us perfectly. Fine. But now we take responsibility because we don't want to be a baby. We want to be an adult. And we say, now it's up to me to fix it. Just like I take responsibility for the kitchen mess. I say, I have to fi- uh, clean up the kitchen mess. I take responsibility for this aspect of my personality, troublesome aspect of my character, of my mind, of my morals. Now I have to fix it. Whether it takes me a month or it takes me a lifetime, it's up to me. And the next day or the next week, as soon as I see another issue, I get angry at somebody. I'm hateful. I'm impatient. I'm vain. I'm narcissistic. I'm, I have too much self-love. I have too much concern with myself. Yeah, and so forth and so on. I say, this is my fault. I take responsibility. Or forget fault. Fault's too, too much. It's my responsibility. I take responsibility. No, and I'm not projecting it onto anybody else, and I'm going to work to fix it. And that's how we progress and advance towards true maturity, towards true humanhood, and towards our true good. So let's do it. Thank you for listening.